Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I went and had a beautiful lunch with uh, a guest we've had on the show. Okay. Gentleman by the name of Patrick Shishayan. Shout out Patrick Shishayan. Yeah, Patrick's going to make my son's day. Why is that? So Patrick's a gamer. He's mm-hmm. all into uh, video games, computers, building computers. Right. The computers these kids are building these days. And right. kids, Patrick's like in his early 30s. I call him a kid. He's a kid. He's a He's child. a decade yeah. younger than I am. Yeah. They're like really cool computers with lights and graphics yeah, and like videos. They're not the gateway HP Hewlett Packers we used to get back in the day from good old Circuit City. No, they're not. So um, back in like December... All my son wanted to do is build his own PC. Want to build it? Yep. Want to build a PC so he can play Call of Duty and what, Minecraft. Know, what else do these kids I don't play? Know. I need a better GPU so I got no lag on my 120 hertz frame rate or something. Okay, something like that. Well, super long story short, here we are in June. So it's been a solid half year. Okay. My son's computer is still not built because of the backlog of uh, computer parts, right? Yeah. Supply chain issues, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick came through. Come to the rescue. Patrick came through because he's into this. He has some ends. He knows some people. Mm-hmm. Look, Patrick's a loan officer. What do we teach on the show all the time? Hey, loan officers, they got a guy or a gal. Yes. Loan officers know people. That's why each and every person in the United States of America should have a loan officer, a good loan officer yeah. in their back pocket right. at all times. So Patrick knows people. Patrick came through with not just a GPU, but also a badass monitor and a pretty pimp ass keyboard. Jesus. Yeah. So I had to meet Patrick for lunch. I paid for lunch. Then I struck Patrick a big fat check. What? At which point my son's going to have to dig out of his um, bank, his little piggy bank. Oh, my god! Plus his um, his college savings. And he'll probably owe me like 100 bucks a month for the rest of the year <laughs> to pay me back. But, hey. It's all worth it. Homeboy's going to have one of the best gaming computers on the block. I know. Until next month. Until next month. <laughs> and don't then don't the tell D- me that. I'm don't just tell me that. That's the, that is the cyclical nature of upgrading computers. Yeah. Hey, real quick before we we start, shout out to uh, our boy Ty. Shout out to Ty. Yeah, so uh, I noticed that the cover yeah. for Madden 22 was announced. Yep. And it's Brady and Mahomes. Yep. And uh, you know Ty better yeah. than I do. Yeah. Well, he was like heavily involved in oh, that, wasn't yeah, it was he? double the work. That's all I mean. Yeah. It was lot. double the work, yeah. putting two yeah. people on there. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Of course. He looked exhausted in his IG post, but he also looked pretty happy. Yeah, it's happy to be over, but also exhausted because it was nonstop, you know, coast to coast, north, south, east, west. It's all over the place. But yeah, but he's hanging out with Mahomes and Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't suck. I mean, it doesn't suck. Yeah. The in between, though. Yeah. Good. You know what would suck, though? What, do, what, what if you worked in a profession, whether you're a realtor? Whether you were a home builder, you were you were a loan officer, a processor, an underwriter, you worked in an industry that revolved around real estate. And okay. by real estate, I mean the purchase mm-hmm. and the sale of real estate. Right. And you didn't understand the cyclical nature. Uh, that would that would suck. Yeah, it makes it hard to run a business. Right. Right. Like if you ever want to go from being a technician, which is like a person who does but doesn't really know why, mm-hmm. but they may do it well. And you wanted to be a forward-thinking, innovative, entrepreneur-type person, you should understand the cyclical nature of your industry. You should. You should. We've never done a show on that. We have not. Yeah. But but guess what? Guess what? I think we're going to do one right now. Yeah, and shout out to you, by the way. Shout out to you. I was at lunch with Patrick, and you were texting me ideas for the show, and... I was like, dang, I like that one. Where'd you get that one from? Um, I believe it was from yesterday's, a little bit of yesterday's mortgage school. Ah, yes. Yeah. So for those that don't know, 
Every Wednesday, I teach a class that I call Mortgage School with Dio. I teach it live. Uh, we typically have somewhere between seven and 10 professionals who are newer at their careers. Mm -hmm. Most of them have been in the business for a year or less. There's a couple of them that have been in for uh, two years. And we occasionally get a pop by by one of our top producers right. who loves to, you know, pop his or her head in and right. check out what we're doing. And I believe it was yesterday that I probably on the whiteboard got out my favorite um, erasable marker. Yeah. And I started like writing out what the, I call it the mortgage industry, really it's the home buying industry, mm -hmm. looks like from a cyclical nature. Right. And you thought, wait a minute, Dio, that would make a great episode. Ding. Ding. And then here we are. All right. Well, thank you to the folks at Mortgage School. You know what would be really cool? What's that? If we had a website, mm -hmm. okay? And if we had a website and the website was maybe called tloponline.com, right. wouldn't it be really awesome if we could do a mortgage school uh -oh, I see. Okay. on tloponline? Uh, we could host it there. Oh, snap. Maybe for like members. Like we have what? like a membership. You could be a member okay. of the website. Oh, I see. And we could take the same content that I'm teaching every week and make it available, chop it up, make it a 25 or 30 mm. minute class mm -hmm. that members could view. I pick up what you're putting down. All right. You got that? Yep. All right. You and Dennis Miller, get on, get on We're that. On that. Yeah. All right. But in the meantime, let's talk about what the cyclical nature of the home buying industry looks like home right. buying real estate, like in most markets. Now granted, there are going to be some markets, some pockets of the United States of America where this does not resonate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the reason why they wouldn't resonate is because they're typically markets that are seasonal due to weather and are typically occupied by retirees. Mm. One market that comes to mind is Fort Myers, Florida. Mm. Okay. In Fort Myers, Florida, their busy season actually picks up right after Thanksgiving and it goes all the way until Easter. Really? Yeah. Because all of the snowbirds from Wisconsin and Minnesota mm. and Indiana, right. they like to leave the cold weather mm -hmm. and they like to go to Southwest Florida. Okay. So that's Naples, Marco Island, Fort Myers, mm -hmm. that area. So their real estate transactions tend to peak mm -hmm. more in those winter months right. because people come down, maybe they come down as renters, they come down on vacation, they start scratching their head and they say, why in the hell would I ever want to spend another month mm -hmm. in the cold, dark, wet Midwest Don't you know? when I could own a place in beautiful Southwest Florida? All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But for the rest of the country, besides those pockets, mm -hmm. what I'm going to talk about is understanding the cycle. Because mm -hmm. there are times as a sales professional, you need to be on your A game and out selling. There are times that it's going to sound, <coughs> excuse me, there's times it's going to sound fantastic to go out and make sales calls, but you're going to find in reality it makes it very difficult. Mm -hmm. You're going to struggle during certain months of the year making your sales calls. Then there's going to be certain months of the year where people just don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry about your luck. So I think it's acknowledging that and preparing for it that allows professionals who sell real estate or they, they sell mortgages or they work in auxiliary businesses that support this industry yeah. to understand what that looks like. Yeah. So we taught it a couple of days ago in mortgage school and we're going to go over it today. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to start with. Mm -hmm. 
And we're going to start January 1st yeah, all the way do. through okay, December thank you. I was about 31st. to say, don't I'm, start me off in August or something. I'm not going to start you off in August. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know there's certain companies out there that they, they have their, their fiscal year. Yeah, start. You'd be versus starting. the calendar year. Hella weird. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so confused. Your fiscal year starts in October? Yes, fiscal, but Q1 ends in December, but don't listen to us. Yeah, just like I don't understand that. Yeah, no, we're, we're not going to do that to you guys. Okay, good. Okay, and girls. <laughs> hey, before we get started. I was. A, I thought you had Before we really get started, I thought I forgot. All right. If you're checking us out for the first time, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're tuned in on YouTube, please know you can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. If you're listening to us on one of those podcast mediums but you would prefer to watch us, we have a YouTube channel. If you're into social media, please know so are we. We're on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn at The Lone Officer Podcast. He's John Coleman. Look him up on Google. I am Dustin Owen, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Yes. Finally, share us, subscribe, like, and comment. We love it when you do all four. Your comments very well are what create next week's episodes. (laughs) For sure. So, all right, now we can get started. Good job. All right, the cyclical nature of the real estate and mortgage industries. Nice. That's the title. I know. Thank you. That's the title. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Cyclical nature of the real estate and mortgage Mortgage industries. We start January 1st through MLK Day. Do you know MLK Day? Do I know? Well, not not him personally because he was dead by the time you were born. Yeah. But do you know roughly when MLK is? No. I'm going to tell you right now. January 15th. Yes. You can never forget that Mm -hmm. because that's his actual birthday and it's my daughter's actual birthday. Okay. Okay. So January 15th. MLK is always the Monday around January 15th, mm-hmm. but I'm going to promise you this, guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, everyone tuned in. From January 1st until MLK Day, it's dead. It is dead. People are still on winter break mode. Kids are not yet back in school or sometime in that time frame between January 4th and 11th are going back to school. Mm-hmm. From January 1st to January 15th, for the most part, it is pretty quiet. It is pretty dead. This is a great time for you to go through. Do your business plan if you haven't done it yet. This is a great time for you to go double-check that headshot because that glamour shot picture that you're Mm -hmm. using from 1997 needs to be updated. Yes. Okay. It's a great time for you to check your bio. You might need to update your bio on Mm -hmm. things like Zillow or your website or your Facebook business page. Mm -hmm. That's the best time for you to do those things because for the most part, it's going to be dead. It's going to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Now, once you get back, from that MLK holiday weekend. It's game time. It is game time. You have from that day all the way through spring break to Easter that the most amount of people are going to be receptive to talk to you about whatever it is that you're looking to sell. Okay, if you're a loan officer, this is the time that you really need to be crushing the 12-week challenge. If you don't know what the 12-week challenge is, I encourage you, go way, 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 way back to one of the original early episodes that John and I ever did. We probably didn't even have the orange. Was, uh, blue. Yeah, we were probably doing blue, probably different camera angles, and I promise you the audio quality was nowhere close to where it is today. Yeah. But it's the content that you want, not necessarily the production quality. Yeah. This is when you want to crank out the 12-week challenge because these are 12 weeks that people are going to be receptive to want to get belly to belly, face to face, and talk to you. If you are a realtor, this is when you want to start doing all of your client appreciation events, especially for the clients that helped you know, or used your services the year prior. Mm-hmm. This is when you do the bulk of your marketing. This is also when people are the most interested in inquiring about purchasing a home or selling a home. They want to be prepared for the summer months. 
They may have made a New Year's resolution. They may be anticipating a big fat tax refund coming in mid-February or early March. This is go time. And as a loan officer, the leads that you start getting in early January tend to be some of your tougher leads, tend to be the leads that don't qualify as well, but nonetheless, they are leads. They are people that eventually are going to buy, whether they buy in nine months, 12 months, or 18 months. And if you listen to a previous episode that we did like a week ago, we actually talk about how we can convert leads into loans. These are the people that you want to make sure you have all of those conversion practices in place for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we know it's dead until MLK. And then now we are in the end of January. Things start to pick up. This mm-hmm. is when you're making your sales calls. You start getting leads. Yep. Those leads aren't necessarily the best quality leads. Your, your quality of lead will actually pick up as you get closer to Easter. Okay. It's just the way the world works. Mm. Okay. By the time you get to Easter, you are drinking from a fire hose. Mm. Get used to it. Accept it. Get excited about it. Because from Easter through about July 4th, you are not only having to field pre-approval requests, or if you're a realtor, you're having to, to do buyer consultations and show properties, but you're also closing, mm-hmm. right? Those people who started calling you the third week of January because they had a New Year's resolution that they were going to become a homeowner this year, mm-hmm. they start closing by around spring break in January. Now, when you look at your fundings or your closings in January and February, they suck. Like, they just do. Like, your commission check in February and March is pretty pitiful. Okay. Hey, that's, that's our world. Get used to it. Prepare for it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a good commission check in January because I'll tell you in a little bit, and I'll tell you now, December it tends to be a good month. Okay. And we in sales tend to get paid the next month. So anything we closed in December gets paid in January. Anything we closed in January, we get paid in February. So... What you closed in January was pretty pitiful, so you didn't have a good commission check in February. What you closed in February is pretty pitiful, so you don't have a good commission mm-hmm. check in March. Makes sense. Your good checks don't start until April. You make all of your money, and when I say all, I mean like 65 70% mm-hmm. in the months of April, May, June, July, August, and September. So six months. When you're in this industry as a 100% commission professional salesperson, Again, this could be a realtor, this could be title rep, this could be a homeowner's insurance agent who just specializes in in homeowner's insurance, Mm -hmm. could be a loan officer. You're going to make the bulk of your money in those months. This is the seasonality that we're talking about. Mm. This is what you need to prepare for. Now, the reason why you have to sell like crazy the third week of January all the way through about the end of March, which is what I called right around Easter, is because that time frame, people are going to be the most receptive to meet with you. By the time you get to April, you now have all of February and all of March. You have two months of crazy amounts of leads coming in. Mm. Those leads are now converting into closings. So by the time April comes around, your realtors or builders that you're trying to get belly to belly and face to face with, they may have less time because they're at their peak closing month. Uh, you follow me? Yeah, I got you. So, okay. I mean, that would also go into like, you know, a lot of the tactics that kind of loan officers used to like build the book of business. It's good to be aware of like, you know, maybe I shouldn't try to hold all these happy hours when everybody's busy during the summer months. Maybe. Yeah, you, you can try, just know you have to try harder. Right. And we would coach loan officers that you have to be consistently prospecting for leads all time of year. Right. You just do. But whether you're a loan officer trying to build relationships with realtors and builders, 
or you're a fisherman going out in the lake <laughs> trying to fish, you also need to know the seasonality yeah. of what you're doing. Right. Right. You need to be able to fish hardcore when the fish are biting, right? right. If fish typically, typically some species of fish mm-hmm. will, the bite will be crazy when they're spawning. You have to know when the spawn is and you have to be ready to go out. Other fish when they're spawning might not, might not eat at all. Right. At which point, you know, when the, when the spawn is, because right. you need to understand what it is that you're going after that day. Right. I'm not saying you don't fish 12 days uh, or 12 months a year, 365, because you do, right? You have to feed your family. Right. You have to prospect, right. but you also have to understand there's certain times where you have to be hyper-focused. Other times you have to understand it's going to be difficult to do it and understand it's difficult, acknowledge it's difficult and try to persevere. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to get at here. Well said. So the prospecting time frame in the first half of the year is that third week of January all the way through that first week of April. That is when you can't get lackadaisical. You can't slip up. You can't have a bad day, a bad week, or a bad month. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is that this is the time people are most receptive to meet with you. And it's also the same time that you're going to be very busy fielding pre-approval requests, pre-qualification requests, or if you're a realtor, that's when you'll be doing your home buyer consultations or you're going to be doing a listing consultation. That person might not be ready to buy until April or May. They might not be ready to list until June or July, but they're going to be very interested in talking to you. They're going to be inquiring during that time frame. You need to be ready for it. Mm. But once you get to April, May, June, July, August, those are the huge months of foreclosings. Mm. April, in my opinion, is one of the busiest months in the mortgage industry. And the reason why is because you're getting hit from both sides. You still have a very high influx of leads. Like when we go back to, to February, you have a very high influx of leads. Mm-hmm. But February doesn't have a big high influx of closings. Ah, because right. you got to think the lead that came in today, you close in two months. Mm. The lead that came in today, mm. you close in six or nine months. Very rarely does someone call you today and they close in 30 days. Right. Now, when that happens, it's like, oh, my God, that is gravy. Right. And that does tend to happen in the months of May, June, and July, mm. and also December. But the leads that come in, in in February, nah, for the most part, some will be tire kickers, right? Some New Year's Eve, had a few drinks, made a resolution, mm-hmm. forgot their credit score was 480. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a certain amount of that. And that, that's what I'm getting at when I say the leads tend to get better as the year progresses. Mm. So the leads you get the third week of January, mm. lower quality. By March, higher quality. By April, legit. May, legit. Yeah. So you're busy in February fielding calls, but you're not busy closing loans and making money. Mm. Then we get to March. You're still very busy with leads fielding calls and inquiries, you start to have a few closings because people have that thing called spring break typically in March. Mm. And people are like, you know what? I want to go ahead and move during spring break. I only have two months left of school. I can make sure my kids get transportation to their current school. I don't have to disrupt their life. Mm. Spring break is like a mental thing that once you get through spring break, you can start making some changes to your children's lifestyle with, without it impacting their life. Okay. Okay. April. Now people are like, Hey, I'm serious. Like I'm, I really want to buy or sell a house and you have closings because you had a bunch of inquiries in February. You had a bunch of inquiries in March. So now you're getting closings in April, but you're also getting an influx of people who want to buy or sell in May, June, July, and August. Right. So April and May are by far, if you're ever going to like feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, you're putting in 12 hour days, Those just ones. heads up. 
Those are the heads ones. up. Mark it on your calendar. Let your mom, your dad, your spouse, your boys, your girls, let everyone know. Mm-hmm. Hey, April and May. Mm. Question for you though. Uh, if you if you find yourselves in those months and you're not uber busy, should that be like a red flag? Like, oh. Yes. Man. Yes. Yeah. If you're in April and May and 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 you're not. Where, where you need to be closings-wise, you need to ask yourself, what did I do in fourth quarter? Right. What was I not doing that third week of January? Was I still in holiday mode mm-hmm. on uh, after MLK? Because mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting at. Like After MLK, it's go time. If you stay in that holiday funk January 1st through 15th, hey, it's all right. Like right. I'm going to tell you not to. I'm going to teach you and coach you. No, no, no. You need to be business planning. Right. You need to be updating bios and websites mm-hmm. and you know, certain things you need to be doing. Mm-hmm from an organizational standpoint to prepare for the year ahead. But if you get to April and May and you're not putting up good numbers, numbers for you, and about, by the way, good numbers for you could be six loans, could be four loans, could be six transactions, four transactions if you're not in the mortgage business, or you know it could be 12. But that's when the big months start. Right. The biggest months are June, July, and August, hmm. hands down. Now, there's exceptions. Last year, 2020 was a huge refi year. So for many of us, October was our best month. Okay, that's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. That's a throwaway. Right. Usually October sucks. Terrible. Okay. Like, bad. Mm. We'll get there. Slowly but surely, John, I promise you, I'll, I'll get you guys there. Right now, I think we're still in April. Yeah. Just know April and May. April and May have the highest amount of leads and closings combined. It's a lot of touches. You're pre-approving clients or you're doing home buyer consultations or you're doing listing of appointments and you actually have transactions closing. Mm. Those are crazy. By the time you get to June, it's it's it slows down on the inquiries. The amount of leads coming in are much lower in June as compared to February. Really? But your closings are still through the roof because you got to think, you were drinking from a fire hose March, April, and May with leads coming in, you're doing mm-hmm. consultations and, and, and inquiry requests. So you're going to have a really good closing month in, in June, a really good closing month in July, and another one in August. August is a month that's always sneaky, in my opinion. Okay. It's pretty slow. Really? It's pretty dead. But you have a good closings. Mm. And think about it. Loans closing in August, they were probably pre-approval request in May. Hmm. The application was probably taken in June or July. So in August, you have a very solid number of closings, which means your last good paycheck is coming September, Mm -hmm. but you don't feel very busy because you didn't, you weren't taking that many applications. The applications closing in August, you took in July Hmm. and you didn't have that many pre-approval requests or new inquiries because those inquiries came in May, June, and July. Right. So August is sneaky because you have good closings with a, with a good paycheck coming, but you didn't really work that hard and you didn't right, really yeah. feel that busy. Right. February is sneaky because you worked your butt off, lots of tire kickers, mm-hmm. but you worked your butt off and you turned around in February and you had a shitty paycheck. Right. So February's work and, and March's pay, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. you get it. In April, or not April, in August, right. where you really don't work that hard and get a really good paycheck in I see, September. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to have three bad months every year. And again, my carve out to our markets like Fort Myers, where yeah. you, this isn't going to, mm-hmm. but for the bulk of us, coast to coast, Spokane to Key West, everywhere in between, 
I don't know about Alaska and Canada and, and Canada. We don't do loans in Canada and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe some of our Hawaii listeners can reach out right. and comment Please and let us know how ahead. things work in Hawaii. I would guess Alaska is this times 10 mm-hmm. because I mean, they have months where it's, it's just freaking dark yeah. and cold. Mm-hmm. But um, so, but what I'm teaching is, is for the, the 90%, right? right? There's going to be a, a 10% one-off, but no, you make your money from April through August in terms of production, mm-hmm. your three worst months are going to be October, November, and January. Ah. Just, I'm going to promise you that October, November, and January, you are going to have one of those months where it makes you second guess what you do for a living. Really? It's just like, what? What? Like, I've seen the Kevin Murphys of the world. Nuh-uh. Close one loan in January. Stop. Dude averages like 12 to 15 closings a month. I know. And I've seen him have a January where he had one. What? Yeah. That makes you second guess yourself big time. That's good to know, though, for loan mm-hmm. officers, because then they'll be like, oh, it's January, so yeah. don't, I shouldn't freak out. You shouldn't freak out, but sometimes those, those, those months is what you need, right, to get the anxiety going, mm-hmm. to get the competitive juices flowing, and to give yourself a good kick in the rear. Mm-hmm. But just know that, on average, one of those three months, October, November, and January, are going to really suck. The other two are going to be bad. It's just not going to be like that bad. Yeah. You know, like a Kevin Murphy and I use Kevin cause he was on the show a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and he's a top producer, top one percenter in the mortgage industry nationwide. And you know, someone like Kevin who does 12 to 15 loans on average. Yeah. He had a January where he did one. I witnessed this. And then he, you know, he may only have six in a November mm-hmm. and seven in an October. Mm-hmm. Now in a July, he had 21. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how he mm-hmm. averages. Yeah. 15 closings a month. Mm-hmm. You know, his July was like through the roof and, and his, and his August may have been 17, mm-hmm. but which two months was Kevin probably the most worked the most just like drinking from a fire hose. I'm going to say April and May. Yes. April and May. I want people to understand that April and May is going to be two of your most tiresome in a good way mm-hmm. months because they are heavy lead months and heavy closing months. Mm-hmm. February, heavy ass lead months, you ain't got nothing closing. Mm. August, heavy closing month, mm-hmm. but you have no leads coming in. Mm. And you have no leads coming in in August, and that's why October, November. Yeah, are just trash. Are, are just trash. And you have to think about, like, let's think about the, the, the psyche of the consumer. Well, what transpires? Right? We talked about. New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. a new year, a new me, income tax refund checks. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about spring break. Spring break for those people who have kids. People with kids tend to be homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, then you start talking about the summer months. Well, if you're going to move your family, you want to do it during the summer. Mm-hmm. And then you want to have the kids in their new school by August. And then once August hits, it's kind of time to get back to life. right? As a consumer... June and July, I was summer vacationing. Mm-hmm. I was at the beach. I was at the lake house. Mm-hmm. I was at Yosemite mm-hmm. or Yellowstone. I wasn't really focused on buying a house unless I had to. Yeah. Or if I was, I'm like, hey, I got to buy this house, but I have to buy it during this time period because I have this family reunion to get to in Charleston, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. So once we get into August, people are like, all right, it's time for me to kind of buck up, get back to work. And it's time for kids are back in school. 
Yeah. I'm not focused on doing a whole lot besides getting my kids back to school, getting the school year right. off yeah. and kind of getting refocused at work. Cause maybe I took my vacations. Right. If you're a loan officer, if you're a realtor, if you're in the title in- industry, the, the insurance industry, now is the time to start selling again. I'm going to promise you, it was hard to sell in June, July, and August. People were super busy or they were on vacation, period, end of story. So if I'm a loan officer and I'm trying to make and build relationships with realtors and builders, they might not have had time for me or made time for me in June, July, and August. It doesn't mean I didn't try. It didn't mean that I, it doesn't mean that I didn't still do my lunch and learns and my happy hours and, and make, make my phone calls to check in on people. But I probably wasn't getting as many people face-to-face and belly-to-belly during those months because of what was transpiring. They were summer vacationing. Their kids were out of school. Their kids being out of school also may, might mean they have child care issues. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people utilize the public school system for child care. Well, you don't have that going on June, July, and August, and they're really busy. So if I'm busy vacationing, taking care of my kids, and closing a bunch of transactions, I'm probably not going to make time yeah. to go meet with John to talk about how we can partner together right. and grow our businesses. Right. So you have to understand that even if you're if you're a realtor, or let's say you're you're a real estate investor and you're trying to get in front of sellers. Mm. You know, there's certain time frames that's just not their their mindset. That makes sense. Now, once you get into August, and, and there's times like around July 4th, it'll get it'll get quiet for two or three days. Mm-hmm. There's times around Memorial Day, it'll get quiet for two or three days. Like that just happens around the holidays. People are gonna be gone out enjoying the beach and the lakes and the rivers and et cetera. But once you get kids back into school. In Florida, it could be as early as August 3rd. Up north, it could be September 3rd, yeah, we, right? Yeah. But once that transpires, loan officers especially, if you're calling on builders and realtors, you need to know this. You have a prime window. The fish are spawning and they're feeding, and they want you to catch them during this window. And that window is from the moment the kids go back to school all the way through Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. Life's back to normal, John. Kids are back in school. I'm focused on work. I don't have to worry about daycare, childcare, or vacations. Hmm. My focus is on the norm. When that happens, I can get people to be receptive, to listen to me and meet with me. I have a window again. I'm not saying you don't do it when you're outside of the window. I'm just saying you have to recognize your windows and you have to pray on the windows. Mm. So this window is going to be from when school ends all the way through Thanksgiving. This is your time if you're going to do the 12-week challenge again, which look, anyone who's looking to grow their business, whether you're establishing it or you're taking it to the next level, there's nothing wrong with doing the 12-week challenge twice. Do it once in the first window, right? That window was third week of January through Easter, the second window is the day after kids go back to school all the way Mm -hmm. through Thanksgiving, you could theoretically get out there and meet belly to belly and face to face with 120 Hmm. referral partners or potential referral partners and get most of your selling and your networking done in that time frame. Because what happens in around Thanksgiving, holiday mode. I don't want to hear it. Don't sell me nothing unless it's a discount at Best Buy. Everything. And in fact, retailers make it worse. It used to be once Thanksgiving hit, we started hearing Christmas music and seeing mm-hmm. Christmas displays. Now, when does that happen? I mean, right after Halloween. Right after Halloween, yeah. <laughs> right after Halloween. So, November 1st. So, it automatically puts the consumer in that mindset. We're like, oh, well, Halloween gone now. I got to rate everything, right? People quit going to the gym. That's quit, so quit, interesting. People quit, quit following a healthy diet. 
people start getting more relaxed when it comes to, to work. Right. They start taking vacations. The last thing people want to think about is buying or selling a house. Damn. That is the last thing. All right. Now, there's going to be an exception. The one thing I like about this time period is when you do get a call, oh, they want to buy. Oh, I want to buy. They got to buy. Oh, Something I know, transpired. I, I know what I want. Yep. No, I'm ready. Something happened, mm-hmm. whether they just got a job transfer, whether they just realized that from a tax preparation standpoint that it's going to benefit them to own a home and buy a home before the year ends. Mm. Sometimes home builders need to liquidate right, inventory. Right, off it, right. They need to get stuff off their books. Right. Sometimes people want to, they do want to move, but mid-school year. So they use that Christmas break as a way to say, you know what? I didn't want to disrupt little Johnny during the school year, but I don't mind doing it during Christmas break mm-hmm. when they have off two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So December tends to always be a spike because if you looked at it on a map, if I drew it, right, you start off very low in January in terms of closings. Mm-hmm. And then it peaks up. In June, July, and mm-hmm. August, and then it drops back down in September, October, November, mm-hmm. and there's a spike, mm-hmm. just almost like a, a heart patient who yeah, flatlined, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like they took their last breath, yeah. and, and you have that one spike in December, and it's because you have builders wanting to unload inventory, you have people who need to buy before the end of the year for tax purposes, you have people who want to buy and sell during the Christmas break because they... They're fine disrupting their, their their kid in between semesters, but not during a right. semester. Right. And in many states where taxes, real estate taxes, are paid in November, loan officers love to refinance their clients in December uh. because it makes the numbers appear more advantageous. Hmm. When you're trying to roll in closing costs, you want to do it after the tax bill was paid. Hmm. Now, not every state pays their tax bills in November. Many do. But some pay them quarterly, some pay them. But so Still, that's also yeah. a reason why December tends to be a bit of a of a spike. Right. <clears throat> that is the sales cycle for the real estate industry. That's that as it pertains to ninety percent of markets. Obviously, markets like Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, Marco Island, Naples, mm-hmm. they're going to have a one-off because their seasonality is based on snowbirds. Right. There's going to be other markets and pockets that are similar to that. I don't like. I would guess. I would like to know. Maybe one of our listeners from Denver can chime in. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how it works. Like in Vail, Aspen, Tell Tell Your Ride, Breckenridge, right. do their sales spike during the winter months, or do they follow the same trajectory? Because I've heard Colorado is just as beautiful in the summertime as it is the wintertime. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to hear from those people. We'd love to hear from you as well. Does that make sense? It like makes, everything that I laid out. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Like tie downs and takeaways were kind of like this. Hey, look. When you go hunting, when you go fishing, this is what I want you to know. You hunt and fish, meaning you lead generate at the highest level without fail, third week of January all the way through Easter. Then you close a boatload of business from Easter all the way through Memorial, or all the way through Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Once you get to Labor Day, this is when you're going to go back hunting again. This is your best time to get out there, network, prospect, grow your brand recognition in your marketplace. You're going to do that all the way until Thanksgiving, at which point, er, breaks go on mm-hmm. and everything begins to shut down. The only people who are going to call you are people who are dead serious and have to get something done immediately, which is cool. Yeah. It's one phone call. It's an app. It's a it's a signing. Yeah. It's a closing 30 days yeah, later. Yeah. And then in December, prepare, make time for, 
plan around having a, a, a spike or a surge before you start the year over, which January and February end up being two of your three worst months ever. Hmm. Right? I know I said earlier it was going to be October, November, and January. You might as well throw February in there too. Those are your four worst months. Right. You're going to make the bulk of your money starting with transactions that fund and close in March all the way through transactions that fund and close in August. Right. That is... The sales cycle, the cyclical nature. The cyclical nature. The cyclical nature of the real estate industry. Right. By knowing this, you should be able to properly plan and prepare for years to come. And it also is going to help you from a mental psyche standpoint. Mm. If you're able to recognize this and acknowledge it, then when things are super busy and you're drinking from a fire hose, you can remind yourself August is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. When you are petrified and freaking out because you can't pay your bills in February, mm -hmm. you can remind yourself, hey, these are the best months to get out there and the best weeks to start prospecting and networking. And by the way, help is on the way, right? Closings are right around the corner. Right. And then you can business plan to accommodate the cyclical nature of the real estate industry. That was awesome. Yes. Thank you for allowing me to... Uh, talk on this topic. It was a great suggestion. I hope yeah. our listeners and our viewers have enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed presenting it and as much as you enjoyed lobbing me <laughs> the, the idea. Yeah, no, it was good. If you guys have questions, if you have comments, if something didn't make sense, hit us up. Like, follow us on Instagram. Follow us also on Facebook, at the Lone Officer Podcast. Go ahead and put comments on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Like YouTube channel is the Lone Officer Podcast. It has its own YouTube channel in the comment section. Mm -hmm. I promise you, John monitors that like a hawk. We'll see it. And when John doesn't know the question, he emails it to up. me. Yeah. He's like, Dio, how should I answer this? Yeah. And it's me who's answering it. Yeah. And if you really, really, really don't understand anything, hit me up on LinkedIn. I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. I try to be as responsive as I can, except for when I'm on vacation, at which point there will be a one-week lag mm. from when I get back to you. Sounds good. And again, if you're tuning in for the first time, please like us, share us, give us a five-star review, comment like crazy, mm -hmm. and keep on checking back and tuning in. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else where you can listen and consume podcasts. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You're tuned in to Lone Officer Podcast. That's all the time we have for you today. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.